I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. And in today's episode of The Stephen and Kevin Show, we interview Tom Kimberly, the main man of Betterment Institutional. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 21 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. We just had in episode 20 an interview with Rob Knapp, and now we have another interview for you today. Yeah, back-to-back interviews, and another good one here. We've got Tom Kimberly with us. He runs Betterment Institutional. Welcome, Tom. Thanks very much for having me. Sure thing. And uh, Tom, just by, by way of a little bit of background, he came to Betterment from InvestNet, who bought Upside, a company that he founded, and prior to all that, he spent time at McKinsey. He graduated from Penn. Then he went to Yale. So, Tom, I'm going to beg forgiveness in advance. We're going to be a little slower than some of the people you probably run with. All right? <laughs> so just uh, bear with us today, Tom, but we're, we're, we're glad to have you here. You give the people I run with too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into it today, Tom. And, you know, when a lot of advisors hear of the term robo-advisor, uh, they cringe a little bit, right? I mean, they, they think competition, but your solution is robo-advisors for advisors solution. So do you mind explaining, Tom, in a nutshell, you know, what is Betterment Institutional? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll start first with the high level, which is just broadly how how we position Betterment Institutional. When you look at the marketplace, you know, there's a broad spectrum of people out there who consider themselves robo-advisors, but not all robo-advisors are the same. And so Betterment Institutional is the leading digital-first custodian. Um, and so we, we act as a custodian to the advisors we work with, which allows us to do different things with them um, than other robo-advisor solutions out there might be able to do. Um, and I would say more specifically, what we're doing is, is really creating a comprehensive digital platform that combines... Uh, an efficient automated technology with the advisor's personal touch to help manage their client's money better. So ultimately, it, it, it allows the advisor to outsource some of the investment management to, to you all. That's exactly right. So what, what, uh, just uh, a follow-up to that, what kind of interaction does the end client have with you versus the interaction they have with the advisor? Well, and that's where the um, comment about our being a custodian really becomes an instructive um, piece of information. We interact with clients um, in a very similar way that um, other institutional custodians interact with clients. So when a client is, is uh, being managed through the Betterment Institutional Platform, um, and there's a technical question about how the technology works or there's um, an operational question about something going on in account, that client can reach out to our customer experience team who can help them solve those problems. But we see the, the primary relationship and the primary um, relationship management point um, still very much with the advisor, him or herself. Um, and so we see the advisor still leading the charge when it comes to uh, behavioral coaching, relationship management, and really being the primary point of contact for that client. Yeah, and I right. think that, that speaks to our second question, which is, you know, so many advisors out there have, 
held themselves out to clients as the investment manager. Mm-hmm. And that's there's the big part of their value. For some advisors, that is absolutely 99% of their value to their clients is that they're the investment manager. How do, how do they go about explaining to clients now that that's not so much what they're, they're doing anymore? Well, I think if, if you take a look at how the market is broken down, the independent RIA market is broken down, um, it's a minority of advisors who, who consider themselves sort of investment managers or portfolio managers. Um, we think that Betterment Institutional is probably not the right solution for every advisor out there. And for advisors who think about their primary or perhaps only value add being around the selection, you know, the creation of an investment allocation and the selection of underlying securities to go into that allocation, we're probably not a good fit for those guys. Right, so the, you guys are more suited for those who are holistic, who are doing the planning and, and some of the other uh, bells and whistles beyond investment management. That's exactly right. And that's where we think advisors um, add the most value. Right. And really what you're doing, I mean, is you're freeing the advisor up to do those other things, right, And uh, by, by utilizing your platform. Exactly. So if you think of, of Betterment Institutional as combining a clearing and custody in the back office, um, tax-optimized automated trading and rebalancing, mm-hmm. tax loss harvesting in the middle office, and advisor support for financial planning and client relations on, on the front end, we think of that combination of things as certainly not, as some people are concerned about, certainly not replacing advisors, but really extending and amplifying the advisor's role when it comes to financial planning, behavioral coaching, holistic you know, view of their financial lives and relationship management overall. Now, do you do you see this solution? You know, let's say from the advisor perspective, is this something that they would use maybe with only their their smaller clients, or is it something that you feel like is is a viable comprehensive platform for advisors to serve? You know, across the spectrum here. Um, it's a great question and one that I love answering because it gives me an opportunity to talk a little bit more about the vision that we have for Betterment Institutional um, as it develops over time. So, I, I think. Today, probably the most accurate way of describing the core of how Betterment Institutional works is taking the core Betterment technology um, and all of the efficiency that that provides and turning it around and allowing the advisor to offer that technology to his or her clients um, under a white-labeled platform. Mm -hmm. And, And so based on where it is today, I think your description of it being um, well-suited to help advisors manage um, the emerging affluent component of their book is, is a very good use case. It's certainly not the only use case. The other use cases we tend to see are um, folks who are financial planners who don't really think of themselves as investment managers. Mm-hmm. But this gives them an opportunity to be a little bit more involved with the overall set of operations for their clients and make sure that their clients are staying on track with the financial plans that that they're providing for them. And in those instances, we tend to manage the full um, investment management book of of the financial planners that we work with. Um, But I would add that that's where we are today. Um, That's certainly not the, the, the end of the vision that we have for where Betterment Institutional is headed in the future. 
So uh, with my coming on board to Betterment Institutional, we're starting to pull together a uh, an engineering and, and product team that's focused exclusively on building features and capabilities for advisors, whether that's building portfolio uh, flexibility and configuration into the platform, um, improving uh, advice, and the ability for advisors to use Betterment Institutional as a financial planning platform, um, and then overall improving the advisor experience for advisors. Um, who use and can use Betterment Institutional, um, not just as a place to, to manage emerging affluent clients, but all of their clients, and then get a lot of transparency and insight into the practice that they're managing through the platform, so where risks and opportunities are, et cetera. Right. So as it stands, a perfectly suitable alternative for so many people out there, but uh, you know, getting, getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting better all the time with an ambitious vision for what we want to accomplish in the near future. Yeah, well, that, that's exciting for you all. And, and just for, for the uh, the audience out there who may be considering a service like this, what, what does it run the uh, – what, what, what are the costs? Um, so this is another one of the, the aspects of Betterment Institutional that makes it very attractive um, to firms is we don't cost anything to, to get onboarded or set up. We don't cost any direct fees to the advisor. But we do charge a 25 basis point um, fee on assets under management which is usually uh, sort of a technology and custody component of the overall advisory fee that the firm charges through to the client. So that kind of leads me to this question, uh, Tom, and that would be, so, and I'm sure you've seen advisors implementing this in a number of different ways. There's probably many ways to tackle it, but how have you seen advisors charge for the services? Do they layer on an additional um, fee on top of the 25 basis points? Um, do they do more of a monthly retainer style? I mean, what what have you seen? So we typically see um, an additional fee added on top of the 25 basis points. Okay. That spans a pretty wide range, but it averages um, about 25 to 50 basis points on top. And ultimately, okay. when that gets to the client, it's not segmented of what they're paying Betterment for that service versus what they're paying the advisor? So regulatorily, we're required to provide the calculation of how the fees um, are are calculated, mm-hmm. um, and it's certainly uh, up to the advisor and um, whether he includes he or she includes the details of that fee breakdown in their ADV. We also serve as a sub advisor on the account, so the the client can access our forms ADV and our uh, agreements as well, um, in order to to learn the the detailed specifics of of what's within the overall advisory fee. Great. Right. And, and ultimately, I'm sure you're all on the same page that we are. You'd love for advisors to be acting more holistically and, and being able to tack on, uh, you know, and make a good living, right. uh, leveraging betterment for the, in, uh, for the investment piece of it, but really broadening the relationship with all of their clients. You've got it. Exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, an interesting proposition here. And so much, you know, as Kevin mentioned leading into this, Tom, so much of the, the buzz around our industry initially right. was around the negative side of it. Are they mm-hmm. here to replace you? And you have this vision of robots coming in and taking over the world, <laughs> right? Um, but I get the sense that many of the firms out there, are, you know, are starting to come to the realization that, yeah, it's a competitor for some, uh, but for the vast majority, there may be some elements that they can leverage. Well, and I, I would add to that as well. Um, and And restate the, I think, two kind of important words for us as we think about how we work with advisors, and that is that we want to extend and amplify the advisor's role. 
So while technology and robo-advisors may be replacing some of the things that humans used to do in the past, we feel those are the things that are um, most appropriate to automate, you know, trading, um, account management, things where it's, one, um, not terribly rewarding if, if you're interested in, in helping clients uh, achieve their, you know, financial goals in life. Entering trades into a platform isn't the most fun part of your day. Right. Um, but we also think it gives advisors then more capacity and more time either to continue building their business or to ask questions like, what more can I do for my clients today? What are the other things that I can help them think through in order to make their lives better? Well said, Tom. Hey, yep. thanks Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. I know people are going to enjoy that. And I, I want to run one business idea by you before you go today. This is a brainstorm of Kevin. I can't take credit for this, but <laughs> Kevin had a brainstorm earlier today that was, what if he were to create a website called evenbetterment.com? Yeah, I mean, do you think that has any legs at all, Tom? I think I'm going to go to GoDaddy.com and uh, do a defensive register of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, thanks for joining us today, Tom. Hey, hey, and the advisors who are listening to this, um, where should they go if they, they really want to dig deeper into this uh, Betterment Institutional, learn more about you guys and how you operate? Uh, BettermentInstitutional.com. All right. All right. You don't have to work too hard to find that, gang. So, hey, Tom, thanks again for joining us. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it.